Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, July 24th. We are six days away from the NBA season actually resuming. Uh, Meanwhile, we do have some actual preseason games. Do we call them preseason games? I don't know. I guess that's fair. We have games to discuss. Preseason doesn't feel right. Is it pre-midseason, mid-preseason, pre-restart? I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second. I'm joined by Steve Alexander. You heard his voice already. Steve, what's uh, what's the latest with you, man? What's happening? E- exhibition games, man, I think is, I think is what, yeah, what we go I with. I think that's but, right. Uh, I think that's right. Super psyched about the Braves opener today. Super psyched about getting uh, basketball back in just a few days. Uh, kind of sad. I lost lost my guy, Juan Soto, one of my big, big leagues. I had Juan Soto. He's got the COVID, so... Uh, other than that, man, I'm I'm just ready, ready for some sportsing. Speaking of sportsing, we have real, actual basketball games happening. As I said, we're recording this before the Mavs and the Lakers game on Thursday evening, before that tip off at 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. But I just want to note it anytime, anytime Luka Doncic is playing, Steve. You know, I'm sure you you were going to be tuned in, locked and loaded to that exhibition game. Well, I'm due to be on the clock with Rudder World tonight at 7 o'clock, which is perfect timing. Let's get into a little bit of the action from Wednesday. There were more games happening on Thursday, some games happening while we're recording. But I got to start here, Steve, and maybe this isn't the most logical place to start, but Bull Bull absolutely went off on Wednesday, and uh, it was a lot of fun to see. The Nuggets did not play Jamal Murray, Will Barton, or Gary Harris in that game, and Bull Bull, I think, started at at small forward, a seven two guy starting at small <laughs> forward. It was a lot of fun. He finished with sixteen points, ten boards, six blocks. There's one sequence where he blocks a shot, comes down, and just pulls up for three and drains it. I don't know if you've given a lot of thought to Bull Bull because he really has not been someone we've talked about at all during this season, and I don't think he's really going to play much. All signs pointing to him not getting a lot of minutes once the Nuggets are, you know, running their full rotation out there. But this is a guy who we talk about intriguing a lot, Steve. I don't think it's going to happen during this restart, but this is a guy with, with some unicorn potential in fantasy. In the right situation, with the right amount of playing time, could hit a lot of threes and block a lot of shots. I mean, he is super intriguing. My son, my 13-year-old son, asked me about Bull Bull probably once a month. He's like, Dad, when's Bull Bull going to play? I, I, I want to see him play. I, so I sent him that, that highlight reel that you and I had seen from – from his exhibition game and my kid was all fired up like he came upstairs he's like dad talk to me about bull bull so i haven't spent a ton of time watching bull bull but i really like his athleticism like a couple of those dunks were were pretty sweet uh he definitely moves better than his father did he's more athletic than his dad was and I mean, he's standing out there bombing threes and blocking shots. I mean, this is a fantasy dream come true if he can 
find a role and get some minutes. It sort of reminds me of Sean Bradley, but with it seems with, like more, more with skills. pull-up threes. Yeah, definitely more skills. And he he does like you said, he moves quite well for a guy that size. I guess you know your son maybe is a good barometer for how intriguing this guy is. And, and again, I don't want to spend all day on it, but it was a lot of fun to see. And uh, love that they gave him some minutes in that game, even if it's not likely that he's going to get a lot of minutes moving forward. Meanwhile, Steve, Victor Oladipo started the game on Thursday. He had eight points on three of ten shooting. Any thoughts from you on Oladipo being in action? It's kind of cool that he's playing because they came out and he said he wasn't going to play. He wasn't going to be part of the restart. And then... Time went by, and he felt good enough to play, and the, the doctors gave him the go-ahead, and now, now we get to see him. So I, I think the hardest thing for the Pacers is, is just team chemistry and making sure everybody is taken care of with him in there. I know that there were other guys on that team that were kind of fired up that he wasn't coming back because they were going to get a huge boost, you know, the Holiday brothers being the prime examples of that. So it's good for the Pacers. It's good for Oladipo. I th- he's a good guy, a good player. I like watching him play, so I'm, I'm pretty fired up he's back. On the other side of that box score, we have a Yusuf Nurkic sighting. 14 points, 8 boards, a steal, and a block for him. Hassan Whiteside missed that game with what's believed to be a minor Achilles issue. But Nurkic could be a guy who ends up being a lot of fun to throw into some DFS lineups starting next week. Yeah, and they're talking about bringing Whiteside off the bench and starting Nurkic, which is huge Nurk, Nurk alert. If we've, We haven't had a Nurk alert for a while, but I think I know. We're, it's amazing. I think we're about to have quite a few of them. So uh, it sounds like he's playing really well. You know, on Thursday, Whiteside not being out there helps him, obviously. But if they're going to start Nurk over Hassan Whiteside, then Nurk's going to be pretty intriguing and serviceable in DFS, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who, even if it ends up being a kind of a maddening 50-50 platoon, Nurkic is still a guy who can thrive in 24, 25, 26 minutes a game. Absolutely. All right, another name I want to talk about, Steve, and this is another box score from Wednesday, Troy Brown of the Wizards, a guy that I think we talked about on 700 different occasions on our waiver Wired podcast before the season shut down. On Wednesday, he had 12 points, 6 boards, 5 assists, three steals and a tray and I know you're not feeling the Wizards Steve as you mentioned the other day but no Bradley Beal I think Troy Brown is a guy who could end up having some big stat lines you know it's funny I was hanging out and I saw his stat line go across the ticker on the bottom of my television screen and I was like man that's a pretty good line 12 6 5 3 1 I was like oh man I'm gonna have to get back on the Troy Brown Jr. bandwagon because it seemed like he was the guy this year where every time it seemed like it was time to jump on him, he would disappear. And then you give up on him, and now he's back. And it, it just never really lived up to what I thought he was going to do. But like you said, with most of the Wizards gone, Troy Brown Jr. has got to go off. So uh, I'm encouraged by that performance, and I wouldn't hesitate to use him in DFS. A couple of big names to hit here, and not necessarily a lot to say about it, but just a couple of important updates. According to Shams Charania, Zion Williamson is away from the Pelicans indefinitely as he attends to that urgent family medical matter. Now, according to Shams, he's planning to return at some point, but he sounds very iffy for the opener. And as excited as we were to watch him, it's obviously a disappointment, but you understand why he's away from the squad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty sad. I made it pretty clear that I was really excited to watch him and, and the Pelicans try to get back in 
into this thing. So it, it's pretty sad. Hopefully everything is okay. And hopefully he's back. Hopefully he doesn't miss too much time. Maybe he'll shock the world and be back for the start. But it, like you said, it doesn't really sound like it right now. And the other thing that's fun about the Pelicans right now is uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker uh, had 14 points, four boards, four assists, two blocks, and a steal there, night in 21 minutes. I love that kid. I thought he was going to make a lot more noise his rookie season than he did. Hopefully this restart will, will give him some new life. Yeah, he was a guy a lot of people were excited about in the actual preseason. But I guess it's pretty hard to imagine how he's going to get that kind of run to make an impact when you consider that we're already talking about. We don't even know how Lonzo Ball is putting up numbers, given how crowded that rotation is. Right. It's hard to imagine Nikhil Alexander-Walker carving out enough space to make an impact of his own. Did you see the Lonzo highlights from, from this uh, game? No, I haven't yet. Dude, his shot looks good. Yeah, it was looking good before. I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about how he had fixed that release. He would kind of go left to right kind of over his head. It was super funky. It looked better the other day than I thought it did when the season shut down, too. Like, I think he's been working on it even more. So, man, Lonzo looks good. I can't remember if that was you and I who were talking about that, how hard it is to... Oh, it might have been me and Tommy at one point, just talking about, you know, as recreational basketball players, how hard it is to change your mechanics when something is so ingrained. It's pretty amazing that he's been able to do that and is shooting it well in games. Well, and this is off topic, but, you know, Tiger Woods rebuilt his golf swing five different times and, and won every time he did it. And that, like, it's the same thing. It's mind-blowing to me that these guys can do that. Right, because if you, it's something you can do when you're just shooting around and you can incorporate the new form. But then when you get in a game situation, like, the old habits tend to come back. So, I don't know. It's been, it's been amazing to watch uh, what Lonzo Ball has been able to pull off. Was it Tristan Thompson that was going to start shooting free throws left-handed? <laughs> Tristan Thompson is a I can't remember whether he's ambidextrous or <laughs> he might actually be left-handed. He might actually be left-handed and he shoots free throws right-handed. He's a yeah, so okay, this was a while ago. He became <laughs> This is just a crazy story. <laughs> I'm on cbssports.com from 2013. He was a lefty and he switched to shooting righty. Yeah. So we now know him as a right-handed shooter, but he came into the league as a left-handed shooter. Yeah, that's nuts. So, yeah, he, he is kind of ambidextrous. That's pretty weird. Okay. We can do a whole episode sometime about my strange sports habits and the hands I use for various sports activities. It's pretty stupid. The stupidest it ever got was hitting serving right-handed in tennis and hitting forehands left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> that's his dumb. That, that's probably a pretty good example. Uh, okay, okay. The other big name I wanted to hit was Russell Westbrook, who, according to Tim McMahon of ESPN, has cleared quarantine. He was set to practice Wednesday, so it's certainly sounding like after the kind of murky situation that we were talking about the other day on Tuesday with Westbrook, suddenly he looks like, as you called Steve, actually, Westbrook's going to be all systems go for the opener, it looks like. Yeah, well, I was all over that news. I was, <laughs> you I was were on all the phone over. with his mom and his agent, uh, constant <laughs> contact. I, yeah. I, I had a lot of inside information there. Yeah, you basically broke that news. Um, but I'm super, uh, super excited. I keep saying the word super before I say other other words. I need to stop doing that. Do you want me to cut out any of the super, any supers moving it forward? Could be a result meant? of the quarantine, spending too much time by myself. I'm super excited about things now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm excited and happy that Russell Westbrook is back. It looks like a lot of these... Man, I gotta say that the NBA is looking pretty 
good right now. Like this whole nobody testing positive lately for the most part. The bubble seems to be working. Like all systems are go and I'm pretty happy about that. Nice job not using super there. A couple years ago, a year or two ago, Mike Gallagher and I were doing some podcasts together and we got on a, a kick of saying for sure a lot. We would say for sure. And we didn't even realize we were doing it until someone on Twitter called us out on it. And then it was, we became hyper aware of it and it was very hard to move on. But And I bet you guys, I bet one of you would say for sure. And the other one would answer with for sure. It, yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm sure it happened. I'm sure it happened. <laughs> Just getting back to your comment though, about the NBA looking good. I also thought the presentation of the court looks kind of nice. I mean, it's so small, but it almost has a feel of like a summer league court, but they've got some nice, nice signage. I mean, to me, it looks better than a sort of empty, cavernous baseball stadium. I think the feel of a small gym is going to be kind of cool in a weird way if we can't have, you know, big arenas. Yeah, and how about those benches? I mean, those guys look so chill and so comfortable over there. Because <laughs> one of the thing that, things that has always amazed me when I'm watching an NBA game, whether I'm there or whether it's on TV, is they literally have like 15 regular old folding chairs that, you know, your mom and dad had as part of their card table when grandma and grandpa would come over on Fridays to play canasta. Like they have 15 of those things lined up and you've got half the guys have to sit on two of them and they're all just crammed together on the bench. And some guys are sitting on the ground because there's no seats and they just usually look incredibly cramped and really uncomfortable. So Having this new, luxurious, spread-out bench, I bet you some of the bigger dudes are really excited about that. Yeah, I like it. We've got a rash of Kings updates, so let's just run through these. Buddy Heald had 19 points in 24 minutes Wednesday, looking fully recovered from COVID-19, so that's obviously great news. Meanwhile, per James Hamm of NBC Sports, Luke Walton has been, quote, pleasantly surprised with Rashawn Holmes in Orlando. And Steve, I just wanted to bring up Rashawn Holmes because when we were talking about Harry Giles last week and Nemanja Bielitsa, we forgot to talk about Mr. Takeout Food himself, Rashawn Holmes, I think because he was still in quarantine for the Takeout Food incident at the time. So we weren't really thinking about him because he was quarantined and because he's been out with a shoulder injury. But Talk about a guy who was great in fantasy before he got hurt and is probably primed to get back to doing what he was doing. Yeah, he was great in fantasy till he got hurt. And then when he came back, I was one of those people, I think I caught a little heat for it, that I, I was not very excited about him coming back. I, I didn't think too much was going to happen. I, I didn't feel like I needed to make sure I had shares of Rashawn Holmes. But now since it's basically him and Harry Giles out there as the bigs, along with Bielitsa. Thank you, thank you. Sacramento, uh, I am feeling Rashawn Holmes again. I'm back on board with Rashawn. Now, I will say Rashawn is a guy who I think I like better in season-long fantasy than I do in DFS by a little bit because part of what makes him so phenomenal in fantasy or made him that way this year is the percentages – Shot over 65% from the field, 80 from the line, never turns it over. You know, those don't help you in DFS. And so his counting stats aren't anything incredible, but he will be useful, I think, at the very worst. He's not a guy who's going to necessarily give you, like, a lot of 25 and 10 stat lines or anything Well, and like the percentages that. were a big part of the reason why he was so valuable in season long. I, I remember, you know, seeing where he was ranking on Basketball Monster, and it just didn't seem right because – 
the percentages were boosting him so hard and, and the lack of turnovers, like all that stuff adds up and helps and, and made him, in my mind, he was, he was not as valuable to your team as he was on paper, mm-hmm. but he, he certainly had a great year and, you know, he should come back and be pretty good for this depleted Kings team. Right, and to that point, I mean, he was averaging 12.8 points, 8.3 rebounds, 1.0 steals, 1.4 blocks, all career highs, but obviously none of those are really staggering numbers in terms of counting stats. And speaking of the depleted Kings, Marvin Bagley, as probably expected, which we talked about on Tuesday, is done with a lateral right foot sprain. Big disappointment that he won't be playing. And as for our guy, Harry Giles, he started Wednesday at center, four points seven rebounds in 20 minutes my one other kings update steve this is from matt george of king sports radio luke walton optimistic that De'Aaron fox will be back from his ankle injury when the season starts it was looking bleak for fox about a week ago but things are looking up for the king's point guard well he needs to chill out and not do anything crazy between now and the start of the season because uh, they need him out there and De'Aaron fox he could really wreck in those eight games. If he's feeling good, I, I think he can be really fun to watch. I also think it's interesting that Marvin Bagley played in fewer games this season than Luca had triple doubles. And I also <laughs> caught, um, I don't know if it was a writer or if it was Walton or who said it, but somebody on Twitter was like, hey man, take it easy on Marvin Bagley. He's young. This isn't his fault. People are being mean to him. He doesn't deserve it. And so I thought that was interesting that we're kind of trying to protect Marvin Bagley from trolls, I guess. I, I like Marvin Bagley as a player. Like I, I'm just bummed out. I still have high hopes for that guy. Me too. I think he's a very exciting talent. He's a lefty, a fellow lefty. I love watching Bagley play. Will I draft him next year? Will you draft him? Will I draft him? I, I, I took him in so many leagues this year and it ruined me. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I can do it again next year. You might need to take a year off. I may take a Bagley vacation. Now, I'm perfectly positioned to gamble on Bagley, you know, as like a mid-round guy because I didn't end up getting him anywhere, so I didn't have the experience. You need a break. Yeah, mid-round works. I was just uh, – my problem was I was taking like the third or fourth round and just getting destroyed. So I'm going to be worried about you if you're drafting Bagley in the early rounds next year, but I will not rule it out. Crazier things have happened. It's not going to happen. <laughs> couple more names I want to talk about, Steve. One of them is Karis LeVert. And I bring this up because we don't want to put too much stock into exhibition games. But the Nets were completely dismantled on Wednesday. They lost 99-68. LeVert had 10 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists on 5 of 18 shooting. I think I'm just wondering, is this kind of a signal of things to come? Like, LeVert obviously has free reign to do whatever with that rotation being what it is. But are they going to be even good enough for him to hit value? Well, yeah, I saw that stat line from our man Karis LeVert and immediately was like, oh, maybe he's not going to score 45 points a game and dominate the entire fantasy landscape the rest of the way. I'm not scared at all. It's one game. What I am scared about is the Nets are just such a disaster. And does he even have enough help out there to be able to not be triple teamed every time down the court? I guess that's my biggest concern. But I still think Karras is going to be the man. All right. I like to see you sticking with it. You know, you shouldn't be bailing after one bad game. I was just, I was basically just testing you there. Did I pass? You did pass. I'm super excited that I passed that test. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Steve, I think that about does it 
for me, do you have any parting thoughts before we get out of here? I'm just glad that uh, you're back. The podcasts are back. We're back in the swing of things. NBA is coming soon, and we have stuff to talk about and stuff to write about, and it is awesome. Agreed. Very excited for baseball and basketball restarting. We will be back on Tuesday. We're on a Tuesday-Friday schedule right now as we get ready for the, the restart just ahead, six days away, as I said. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review us as well. We'd appreciate that. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, thanks for taking the time. Have a great weekend, everyone. We will talk to you soon. All right, we'll see you Tuesday. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.